Welcome to Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia DeBercier. And I'm Sophia Osborne. And if you want to support the show, please check out our merch store at etsy.com slash shop slash beyond blathers to see all the stickers and postcards we have for sale. And you can also join our Patreon to receive a monthly sticker and print in the mail. We wanted to take a quick second to shout out our patrons who joined since June. Thank you so much to Rachel, Alyssa, Clementine, Laura, Anomalite, and Richard. We really, really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. It warms our heart every time we get a new patron. Yeah, it's seriously the best. So this week we're going to be talking about whelks. I kind of wanted to talk about something oceany and summery and sort of intertidal. And we haven't talked about a sea creature in quite a while. So I thought I thought it was about time. Yeah, it really does feel like a long time. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, in a way, I kind of wish that I had just made the decision that we were going to do like sea snail instead of whelk specifically. But I don't know. I just feel like sea snail is kind of more enticing than whelk. Whelk is just a weird name and kind of makes them sound gross. Yeah, like if you say the word whelk, like I don't think my brain goes to snail. No, it kind of, it's like welt. Like it's, yeah. it sounds gr- gross. It's yeah. like whale elk whelk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> like a mermaid elk. Well, I love that. If you bring a whelk to Blathers, he'll say, Whelks are sea snails that migrate from deep water to shallow water when the weather changes. Avid carnivores, they feed on worms, crustaceans, and mollusks. In fact, these wily snails have been known to use their own shells to pry open the shells of their victims. They then use a rough tongue-like organ with thousands of tiny teeth to lick their victims' shells clean. Eh, you might want to put that image out of your mind when it's your turn to dine. Yeah, that's pretty gross. Yeah, I find it interesting here Blathers didn't mention anything about the fact that humans actually enjoy eating whelks, but we'll get into that later in the episode. Maybe that's what he means, like when it's your turn to dine on the whelk itself. On the whelks. That makes sense because they're quite popular in Japan. Okay. Like whelk sushi is a thing. So that, that makes sense. Okay. Maybe it was implicit then. Yeah. Okay, so Blather says this is a sea snail. That feels like a very general term. So what makes a whelk a whelk? Yeah, sea snail is a really general term. Whelk is an actual like taxonomic group. It's a really big family of large sea snails called the, the Buchanidae. And there are actually over a thousand species of true whelk. I couldn't find an exact number some places put it more in like the low thousands, um, but then Wikipedia said over 1,500. I'm not sure who to believe, but there's a lot, like over 1,000. And there are also some species that people call whelks that are in different sea snail families. So they're like whelks, but they're not true whelks, like the dog whelk in the family Muricidae, which are the rock snails. And there are basically just a lot of families of sea snails. There's a lot of sea snails. So as I was doing reading, like, I'd kind of be checking, is this a true whelk? Is it not? But (laughs) yeah, sometimes people seem to just kind of use whelk interchangeably with sea snail. So it kind of reminds me of the ground squirrel episode where it's just like, oh, I chose another one that is just like a weird nebulous term. Yeah, totally. 
But yeah, I was reading also about what makes something a sea snail, and it's not a superset definition. Again, it really reminds me of the ground squirrel thing where it's just like, it's a squirrel that lives in the ground. <laughs> and sea snail is the same where it's just like snails that live in the ocean. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a common name for marine gastropod mollusks that are slow, slow moving. Oh, okay. I like how they em- yeah. have to emphasize the speed there. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if there are many marine gastropod mollusks that are fast i mean would that be like octopi i think gastropod oh right because octopus are marine mollusks but they're not gastropods i don't think yeah yeah gastropods are like slugs and snails so i guess maybe like sea slugs are not slow oh yeah that's typically or like they can be relatively quick yeah and sea snails usually have shells Hence, yeah, the snail part versus just slug. And actually abalone, which we did an episode about quite a while ago, is also considered a sea snail, which is interesting to me. They don't really look like sea snails to me. They look no, they more like look shellfish. they look more like a clam. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out that gastropoda is also the class that slugs and land snails are in and I would definitely recommend listening to our episode on land snails with Ellen Weatherford if you haven't yet that was such a fun one yeah Ellen Weatherford hosts just the zoo of us a very excellent podcast which I have a feeling probably most of our listeners already know about but it's very good (laughs) yeah would definitely recommend if you haven't checked it out but it can be hard to determine if something is technically a sea snail There are some snails that live in brackish water that can be considered either freshwater snails, which is a thing, or sea snails. And then there are also some snails that live around the high tide area that kind of like go in the water and on land, and they can sometimes be considered sea snails or land snails. So it's not a super set definition. Usually sea snails have gills, but some marine snails actually have lungs and Like I said, they'll live in the intertidal zone where they can kind of go out and get air to breathe. But going back to the true whelks, they usually have pretty big shells that can range from being more cone-shaped to more fusiform, which I learned for this episode means tapered at both ends like a spindle. It's a very good word. Yeah, that's cool. I really just learned that there are lots of specific ways to describe shells. Like you can talk about the thickness, the depth of the sutures, the shape of the whorls. Like each shell is this poem or piece of art. It's very cool. That's so nice. I love that. Yeah, like the whorls are like the the curly shape to it, right? Yeah, and then the sutures are like the indents in, in the shell. Yeah, the sort of layering look. Yeah, but there's a lot of different kind of parts. I mean, I could definitely see how if you were a snail biologist, you would you would be using all of these words for IDing species of snail, but it kind of looked like gibberish to me when I was trying to read about <laughs> it. But yeah. it seems it seems really fascinating. And just in general, it seems like there's a lot of range within the different whelk shells. As I said, there's over a thousand species, so there's bound to be a lot of variation. But then inside their shell, their body is soft and long and basically slug-like. They have two little tentacles that branch off above their eyes. And like other gastropods, they have a big soft foot. 
They also have a long siphon, which is something marine gastropods use to exchange liquid or air, depending on the species. They are not the most um, beautiful bodies. They they definitely have like a little bit of a gross vibe, but their shells can be really beautiful. <laughs> and probably a lot of the shells that you see at the beach are from whelks or other sea snails. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess I... I always just saw those shells and went snail, but it's good to know like this is this is all one and the same, the whelks. It sounds like this is a pretty general group of animals, so can they be found in a lot of different places? Yeah, exactly. True whelks are found all over the world, from the tropics to the Arctic Ocean, and they can live anywhere from the intertidal zone to the bathypelagic zone, which is very deep sea. And I actually read that tropical whelks have thicker shells, whereas whelks that live in colder water have thinner shells, which was sort of counterintuitive to me. Like, I would think you would want a thicker shell if it was colder, but it's probably something to do with chemistry. I also wonder it might have something to do with the fact that, like, they don't want to spend as much energy producing a thick shell. Oh, yeah, that too. It's just harder to do and, like... Maybe their lifespans aren't quite as long. I'm not sure. That's interesting, though. Yeah. One well-known whelk you might have heard of is the common whelk, Buchanum undatum, which is found in the coastal areas of the northern Atlantic Ocean. This species lives in cold water, and they're usually found on soft ground, like muddy and sandy ocean floors, in depths between 5 and 200 meters, or 15 to 600 feet. And like Father said, they live at different depths, but he said that they move with the temperature. And what I read was that they actually move based on age. So the older whelks seem to prefer deeper sea areas, whereas the younger ones live near the shore. So I'm not sure if Blathers is correct. I couldn't find anything about it, so I couldn't fact check what he said. So that's interesting. Yeah, that reminds me of like the lobster episode with the lobsters going to different depths throughout their their life. Yeah, exactly. I guess that is a pretty common thing. Or even like the ground squirrels. I keep going back to ground squirrels. I guess that was the last episode I did. <laughs> but they live at different depths in their hibernarium when they're hibernating, like depending on how old they are too. So yeah, I guess different ages prefer different temperatures. It's a good way of making sure they don't compete with one another. Yeah, that too. And how big can whelks get? They can be really big. The common whelk shell can be up to 11 centimeters long, which is about four inches, which is already pretty big for a snail. Like that's bigger than I think of for just sort of your average little snail you see. But some species of whelk can get really big, like the Penian maximus, also called the giant whelk or great whelk. It can be up to 26 centimeters or 10 inches long. So that's almost a foot. Yeah, Yeah. that's really cool. I would love to see that. And if we're talking about sea snails in general, then we have to mention the Australian trumpet, which can be up to 72 centimeters or 28 inches long, which is over two feet. And they can weigh up to 18 kilograms or 40 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Wow. This makes them the largest extant snail in the world and arguably the heaviest gastropod in the world, which is pretty cool. You can also imagine that their shells are pretty highly prized too. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like a conch. Yeah, like a huge 
Is it conch or conch? Probably conch. I don't know why I said it that way. (laughs) I just Googled a photo of it and it's really beautiful. It's very like, very much like a conch shell, like, but more, almost more like curvy. Like it's got more dimension to it. Yeah, they call it the false trumpet too, which is a fun name. And honestly, that that checks out. Like, I don't know. It's got that sort of like dramatic angle that trumpets have when they sort of like flare out. Yeah. But it's funny because I Googled Australian trumpet and then I proceeded to get a lot of pictures <laughs> of Australian trumpeters. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's not really, that's fine. But yeah. The Australian trumpet snails are found in the northern half of Australia and surrounding areas, including eastern Indonesia and Papua New Guinea. Can you talk about their carnivory? Like, I love the description that Blathers left us with. So could you elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. They're pretty intense predators. Like Blathers said, they'll eat worms, crustaceans, mussels, clams, and other mollusks. And they will also scavenge. And like Father said, some whelks are able to pry open the shells of things like mussels. And then others are actually able to drill through the shells of their prey to eat their soft bodies, which is pretty metal. And that can actually be quite an issue for oyster farms. There are two species, the eastern oyster drill and the Japanese oyster drill, that have caused a lot of damage to east and west coast oyster fisheries. Basically how it works is that the oyster drills have a special organ in their foot, which they use to drill into the shell. And then this organ secretes enzymes that dissolve that part of the shell. And then they have a radula, which is a small toothed feeding organ, which they can insert through the hole in the shell to get to the prey's body and eat it. But yeah, while they may not look like it, whelks actually also have a keen sense of smell And they really use this to orient themselves and to hunt. And they're able to pick up these smells using their chemoreceptors. And what eats whelks? Well, I wanted to talk about how we eat whelks, like I mentioned at the top of the episode. I mean, I don't think I've personally ever tried whelk, but they seem to be eaten by a lot of cultures around the world. I was actually reading a document from Newfoundland and Labrador here in Canada that was about whelk harvesting and processing there. And they said there's a small market for whelks in the U.S., but mostly they're exporting them to Europe and Asia, especially Japan and Hong Kong. And because whelks are pretty sedentary, we have to be careful not to over-harvest them as they're easy to catch. But apparently they do make good sushi, and I would be interested to try it. I did have escargot one time, and I wasn't really a fan, but I do really like shellfish, so... I don't know. I wonder which they would taste more like. Yeah, I wonder too. I feel like I I have an issue with texture. Like I'm not a crazy fan of shellfish. I think I used to like mussels and then I started thinking about it too hard and it freaked me out. And now <laughs> I, I love I, mussels. I, like, will kind of eat mussels, but like they're not my first pick. Yeah, it's weird. I, I feel like if it's an ocean, I don't really like oysters because they're so big. I don't know. And slimy. But yeah, I do love mussels. Mm. But yeah. It's a very BC thing to eat. If people have tried whelks, let us know what that what that's like. But that's the whelk. And also a bit about sea snails in general. They're a very diverse group of carnivorous animals that can get very big and can live all over the world. 
Thanks so much, Sophia. And thanks everyone for listening. If you want to support the show, you can join our Patreon to get exclusive rewards. And you can check out our Etsy shop to see the stickers and postcards we have for sale. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye. Bye.